Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. If you're applying to medical school in 2022 to start medical school in 2023, join me Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, or Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern at premedworkshop.com. Go register today. I'm going to show you how to tell your story in your application. Again, that's premedworkshop.com. If you are applying to medical school in 2022, be there or be square. This is the premed year, session number 289. Hello and welcome to the three-time Academy Award-nominated podcast, The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome, welcome. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you for joining me today. If this is not your first time, thank you for coming back and spending a little bit of time with me right now. As I'm recording this, it's early June, which means it's application season, and I've been reading tons of personal statements, tons of extracurriculars, and giving lots of feedback on those and seeing very, very, very common trends. Now, before I jump into what to avoid in those extracurriculars and personal statements that, that are causing the wasted space, I want to let you know that I, today, as I'm recording this, got my hands on the pre-med playbook guide to the medical school personal statement. Now, unfortunately, it's still not going to be released until August of 2018, but it's in my hands, and I'm excited. I'm going to do a huge giveaway on Instagram. I'm going to have a bunch of my uh, Instagram friends come on and and do a giveaway with me. I'm going to give away 100 books. Last time with my personal statement book, I gave away 50. I'm going to do 100 books this time. And I'm also, if you want to pre-order it and pre-order it from Barnes & Noble, it's available right now, pre-order Barnes & Noble and Amazon. Um, you, If you pre-order it on Barnes & Noble, and there's a specific reason Barnes & Noble, I'll let you know in a minute, uh, I'm going to be giving away a pre-order bonus. I have a personal statement course that I just did with about 30 students Um, an awesome course, lots of feedback, lots of questions, lots of answers going through that course, breaking down personal statements, looking at what students sent me. So you'll get access to that for free, as well as several phone calls that I've had with students when they've had issues with their personal statement. So you get those as a pre-order bonus for pre-ordering from Barnes & Noble. Now, Barnes & Noble, because I want this uh, this book in bookstores, and Barnes & Noble is the bookstore, 
that's why uh, that's why I want you to pre-order from Barnes and Noble. It's not like I get any more money from Barnes and Noble. I make a dollar or a dollar fifty off of these books, so I don't make any uh, any money off these books. So that's that's why I just I want Barnes and Noble bookstores to carry them while they're still around. I love going when I travel to conferences and I have meetups with with you guys when I'm at conferences. I love jumping into a Barnes and Noble, signing a copy of my interview book if they have it. Uh, which most of the time they do, which is amazing. Uh, and then I post it on social media and I tell you guys to come get it and I'll give you some some extra goodies. So the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School personal statement in my hands, ready to go, ready for pre-order, which is awesome for that August release. So let's dive in with personal statement extracurriculars. There are, and I've done episodes in the past talking about common mistakes for personal statement and common mistakes for extracurriculars. I've done those shows, but I want to dive a little bit deeper today and talk about these common trends that I'm seeing that students are making, these common mistakes that students are making when it comes to writing personal statements and writing extracurriculars. Now, I can keep saying these things over and over and over again, and students will still make the mistakes, and that's okay. I will keep saying them. I'll keep reiterating them. And hopefully, you're in medical school by now, so the next time I talk about this, you won't listen. be listening to the pre-med years. You'll be listening to my medical school show once that comes out at some point in the future. So let's start off with really what the goals are for each of these things. Because I think once you understand what the goal is, just knowing that will help you prevent the mistakes that many students make. And maybe it won't. A lot of times, maybe you know what the goal is and you still make the mistakes, and that's okay. That's why we go through an editing process. If you're not going through an editing process, having somebody look at your personal statement, having somebody look at your extracurriculars and giving you feedback then you're missing out on a crucial step in this process. When you are writing your personal statement, when you are writing your extracurriculars, your goal is to do one thing, and that is to show who you are. With the personal statement, it's to show who you are in terms of why you want to be a physician. What has been your path to get to this point? Now, I encourage you to go listen to Last week's podcast, session number 288 that I did with Layla Amiri from the University of Illinois College of Medicine. She's the director of admissions there at the medical school. And we talked all about the personal statement. We talked about extracurriculars. We talked about how they review them. Your goal with the personal statement is to talk about why you want to be a physician, period. End of story. What has been your path to get to this point? Now, I I was just on a call with a student who was talking about the cliche things from his past, right? Family members being sick, him being sick. I said, well, wait a minute. We don't want to avoid talking about it. Just because it's common, if that is your story, then we need to talk about it. And so we talked about being diagnosed with cancer and having surgery at six years old, having a tumor removed from his belly and his his abdomen, and he's got an eight-inch scar on his abdomen still to this day. At six years old, I remember stuff when I'm six. That's a very, very, very powerful moment in this 
kid's life back then that has, at that moment, he didn't go, wow, I want to be a doctor and remove tumors from other six-year-olds. That's not what happened. That's not what happens. I'm I'm not telling you to write that at six years old, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. I'm telling you that Talk about that seed. When was that seed first planted that made you go, hmm, this is kind of cool. And if that's it, that's great. That's still a seed. And then 10 years later at 16, then he goes and volunteers in the in, in the hospital for the first time. Or 12 years later at 18 in college, he's shadowing, whatever it was. Then he's exploring the field, exploring medicine to see if it's right for him. So answer the question, why do you want to be a doctor? Don't think that your story is cliche if it is your story. It may be common, and that's okay. As long as you highlight why that experience affected you and why that made you want to be a physician or why that experience exposed you to medicine for the first time, it's not cliche. It's common, but not cliche. You have to be true to your story. That is the goal of the personal statement. Why do you want to be a doctor, period? Nothing else. And we'll we'll get into a little bit more of wasting space in a second. Let's talk about extracurriculars. What's the goal of the extracurricular? The goal of the extracurriculars is to show the impact that you've had on each of the experiences that you've had and why they've meant something to you. Maybe the experiences impacted you in some way. Talk about that. What the extracurriculars are not, they are not job descriptions. I guarantee you that the person reading your personal statement or your extracurriculars knows what a scribe does. So when you sit there as a scribe and you put in your extracurricular and you start typing to say, as a scribe, I followed the physician around, I listened to the patient, I entered the notes in the electronic medical record to ensure that the patient care or the the patient's uh, electronic medical records were 100% accurate so that he or she could get the best care possible when transferring to the floors, right? That's not the goal of a extracurricular description. Everybody knows what a scribe does. And you may say, well, I have this weird, unique thing that I did. Everybody has a weird, unique thing that they've done. Everybody does. And if it really is weird and unique, spend a sentence. Just one sentence. Just one sentence explaining what that experience really was. And then go into impact. And and make sure that you are showing through that. You are showing through that. What does that look like in your life? How did that experience affect you, impact you? How did you impact that experience? All right, with that said... Let's jump in to personal statement mistakes and how to not waste space in the personal statement. I think one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I continually give to students is stop trying to sell yourself. You're selling, you're selling, you're selling over and over and over again. You don't need to sell yourself in your personal statements or your extracurriculars or your interviews. 
The goal of this process is to show who you are, not why you think you're amazing and, and that you have all of these amazing skills that you think are going to make you a great physician. So don't sell yourself as you are going through this process, writing your personal statement, writing about these stories, and then trying to show that because of my, uh, my experience working as a server, I built tremendous communication skills and intrapersonal skills because of that time that I was a, a server at the restaurant for five years. You don't need to do that. And so I went through uh, some of my uh, personal statements that I've given feedback on recently, and I'm trying to pull up ones that I've written, hey, stop selling me here. And so I have some examples that I will read as we go through this. Now, we have a, our first one here is a student who says, uh, he he was he was working as a call center like a suicide hotline, and he said, first I needed to establish a relationship and demonstrate to the caller that I truly cared for their well-being." Right? Yes, that's what you're supposed to do in a suicide hotline. You're supposed to care for them. But in the context of this, he's trying to to sell me like, "Hey, person reading this, I really care for people." You don't need to write that. Tell the story that shows that you connected with the person on the phone and hopefully prevented a suicide. That would be ideal. Instead of telling me that you can communicate, that you care, you are showing me through the story of what you did that shows me that you care. That's all that you need to do here. For the next one, the student says, that day, I learned the value of addressing a patient's social support system as this may impact their physical health. Now, this is a little bit less on the selling and a little bit more of talking about what they learned. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But this is still trying to sell to the reader that this student understands that you have to address the patient's social support system. Well, of course you do. Right? That's why we have social workers and other, other people in the hospital. And, and of course, patients are physicians and nurses and, and other providers that are asking those questions about support systems to the patients. We know that. You don't have to tell me that or sell to me that you understand that or that you, that you know that. That's not telling me anything. That's like, of course, yes. We, we have to know that. That's all. So another student here says, I had to prove to myself that I could solve problems in a medical setting. So this student talked about being born in, in the Silicon Valley to two parents who are engineers and loved problem solving. He said, my natural love of problem solving reinforced this belief, the belief that, that a career would be technologically centered since its parents were, were engineers, right? My natural love of problem solving. He's selling me right there. I'm a problem solver. Don't go there. And then he brings it around at the end of the paragraph saying, I had to prove to myself that I could solve problems 
in a medical setting. You can't prove that you can solve problems in a medical setting until you are a physician. And even then, I don't know if you're still proving, right? You have some anecdotal evidence, one patient at a time, that, hey, I didn't kill this patient. Therefore, I must be good at problem solving in a medical setting. The goal is to show why you want to be a physician, not that you have the skills necessary, not that you understand. You're wasting space in your personal statement if you are talking about these things. A lot of takeaways that students have is, this experience taught me X. This experience showed me that Y. This experience showed me, informed to me, taught me, I learned from, whatever. If, if you have any of those words in your personal statement, you're wasting space. I don't care what you learned from the experience. What I care at this point is that you are showing why that experience made you want to be a physician. What you learned from it isn't telling me that. You don't have to want to be a physician or you don't need to be a physician to understand or to learn or to take away whatever it is, whatever you're trying to sell at that end. So if you say, in that experience, I understood what it took, uh, the dedication that it took to be a physician, right? Some students will try to write something like that. Well, guess what? Patients understand the dedication it takes to become a physician. It doesn't mean they want to be one. The reader needs to understand why you want to be a physician. Don't waste space trying to sell them on skills that you think you gained skills that you think you have from a previous job that are going to be transferable to medicine, don't try to sell those things. Don't try to sell your understanding of anything as you go through this process. That's not the goal of the personal statement. One more time, the goal of the personal statement is to show me why you want to be a physician. And it's moments like these where I wish you could talk back to me in these moments. I could be like the rock star on stage where I'm singing part of a, a verse and you sing the other half of the, as I hold the microphone out, right? I say, what's the goal of the personal statement? And you say, to show the reader why I want to be a physician. So we're going to practice that as we go along. And I'm going to picture you in your car or on the treadmill, walking your dog, wherever you are, doing dishes. When I say, what's the goal of the personal statement? I'm going to pause for a second, and you're going to say, to show the reader why I want to be a physician. So we'll, we'll practice that as we go along. I just thought, of, I think it's a great idea. All right, so that is the selling part. Don't sell skills, don't sell what you learned, etc. Here's a very easy one. Don't put double spaces in uh, in your personal statement after punctuation, right? After a period, single space. If you have 50 periods, commas, question, or not commas, uh, 50 periods, exclamation point, question marks, whatever it is, and you have double spaces after each of those, that's 50 extra characters that you could get back that you need. So that's a short, simple one. Don't waste space in your personal statement talking about names of places where you are volunteering. So if you say in, in your personal statement, my time volunteering in the emergency department at uh, St. Mary's Hospital in Akron, Ohio, 
I don't, you don't need to write all of that. Just say my time volunteering in the emergency department. You don't need the whole hospital name, city name, etc. That's just a waste of space. That that hospital name and place is likely going to be in your extracurricular list, so it's going to be there. Anyway, you don't need to put it in your personal statement. You don't need to name drop. So names of places, names of people, you don't need to name drop. It's a waste of space. So I had a student the other day, I was reading her personal statement, her extracurricular is one of those, I forget. Um, it was her personal statement. And she she had mentioned, when I was volunteering under the the guidance of Dr. So-and-so-and-so, I, you don't need to tell me that. I just, you're volunteering, great. That's all I care about at this point. Don't waste space with names that you don't need. Research, in my mind, is a complete waste of space to talk about in your personal statement. I have yet to talk to any student who is motivated to be a physician because of research. Research is exciting. Research helps you tie together the the boring science uh, classes that you're taking and the knowledge that you're learning and tying it together potentially with the clinical side of things, with patient care and, and being able to see how everything that you're learning is applicable in the future, even though a lot of times it's not as an undergrad. Research may help you understand those things and see those connections, but it's not driving you to be a physician. You may want to do research as a physician in the future, but it's not driving you to be a physician. For 99.999% of people, the driving force behind wanting to be a physician is to take care of people. There are some people out there, and I've read some personal statements lately, where one student, he really wants to develop software. And I'm like, yeah, you probably shouldn't talk about this in your personal statement because the medical school isn't going to want to waste a, a spot on you just to help you develop software with the knowledge that you're learning. You're going to be hard-pressed to find a school that's going to read a personal statement like that and go, oh, let's invite him on. Maybe you'll get a weird like Harvard, Stanford, one of those really top-notch schools where they they do a lot of that cool stuff, maybe. But 99.999% of you, the goal of this is to take care of people. So focus on the people, not the research. So if you're writing about research in your personal statement, you are wasting space. Don't talk about it. It's not needed. So that's what I have for personal statements. Quick, short, couple things that I've noticed trend-wise. Let's talk about extracurriculars. Well, before I do that, what's the goal of the personal statement? To show the reader why you want to be a doctor. Perfect. All right. What's the, let's talk about extracurriculars. What's the goal of extracurriculars? To show the impact that you've had on the experiences that you've had, to show the impact that they've had on you. Now, same thing, a lot of the same problems here, selling. Don't sell in your extracurriculars. And so I have an example of selling in extracurriculars here with a student who really sold in the majority of her extracurriculars. And so for for this one, she is writing about an experience uh, as a 
college athlete. And she said, uh, she was talking about the demands of, of being a college athlete. And she said, these demands taught me lifelong lessons such as teamwork, honoring a commitment, and prioritizing my time. And she's selling me these things. She's saying, in her mind, she says, I'm going to tell you these things because I think they are important and I assume that you are going to want to know that I, I, I have these skills, I have these traits. You don't need to sell in that way. Don't sell your skills, don't sell your traits in your extracurriculars, in your personal statement as well. Another example of an extracurricular that she had, she was talking about uh, working in a research lab. And she said here, I was required to learn a large, diverse set of skills, right? So she's immediately saying, she's setting the stage, reader, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to sell to you all of these skills that I've learned. And she says, in a short amount of time, uh, oh wait, uh, I which strengthened my, so she's saying, I've learned all these skills in a short amount of time, which strengthened my time management skills. So I learned these skills in a short amount of time, and she sold me another skill, my time management skills. Don't focus on the skills. It's not necessary. Focus on the impact that you had on the position. Focus on a story, an interaction with a patient. Don't try to sell to the reader what's going to happen. This this student said here, she's a server at a restaurant. It taught me how to thrive under pressure. She's selling. Like, hey, reader, I'm assuming that you want students who can thrive under pressure. So I'm going to tell you right off the bat that I can thrive under pressure. And it is not, it, it's not good. It, it just doesn't work in, in an extracurricular. And then to compound that, to try to compare it to, here's another wasted space with an extracurricular, compounding that with comparing it to medicine. So she said, it reminds me of the demands of a physician where they might see 15 to 20 patients in one day, all with individual illnesses. She was talking about how the server has to take care of all these different people and they all have different needs and kids are spilling milk and all of these different things. And she's, she's talking about the, the, how the server has to adapt to each table and it's just like how a physician has to adapt to each patient. Uh, each patient. You're wasting space if you are trying to compare what you're doing to what medicine is like, to what being a physician is like. You have no understanding, and it's it's not meant to be um, snooty or snotty, whatever the, I can't think of the right word at the, this moment. It's not, it's not to be stuck up to say you don't understand, you can't understand what it's like to be a physician. But until you go through this process, and until you have all of that knowledge, and you have all of that pressure on you, to do the right thing, to save that life, to to prescribe the right medication, to to diagnose the right disease, to to go down the right algorithm to determine what is right or wrong for the patient. Until all of that responsibility lands on your shoulders, 
you don't know what it's like. So don't try to compare in your extracurriculars or even in your personal statement, compare what you're doing to what it will be like as a physician. Don't try to say that the the time commitment and stress of being a college athlete has prepared, prepared you for the stress of medical school. That doesn't work. The student said balancing athletics with a rigorous academic schedule has helped prepare for a demanding medical curriculum. Don't say that because you don't know. Maybe. You can't say that until after medical school when you can say, man, I'm really glad that I stuck with being a college athlete because it helped prepare me for medical school. You can say it afterwards, but you you can't say it before to say, oh, this has prepared me. Because all you're doing in that situation is showing uh, a little bit of ignorance about what is ahead of you, and you are... um, you're trying to sell to the admissions committee to say, hey, look at me, I'm ready. And in your mind, you're picturing the admissions committee member going, hey, hey, Johnny, we found someone who, who's ready for med school. They, they said it right here, they're ready. That's, that's not what they're doing. So don't assume they're looking for anything. You have to be true to yourself in this process. And you shouldn't be trying to sell yourself, sell skills that you've learned along the way. Each of your extracurriculars, you're wasting space if you're putting a takeaway at the end of each of your extracurriculars to show to the reader what you took away lesson-wise from that extracurricular. For instance, in this one experience, this person wrote about being a student representative for institutional review. And she said, this opportunity gave me a deeper understanding about ethical considerations involving human subjects, which will be essential in my future clinical career or clinical research. And so again, she's tying it to her future, which she shouldn't be doing, and she's getting a, a, giving a takeaway. Now, if you have an experience uh, from shadowing from cl- some sort of clinical experience talking about um, an interaction with a patient, don't say, this experience taught me how I need to uh, take into account uh, every aspect of a patient's life. Right? That is the, a bad takeaway and you're wasting space if you're writing that. How you should reframe it is, I hope in the future to use this knowledge to, uh, to, to serve my patients the best and, and consider everything in their future. Very different takeaway. It's basically saying the same thing, but you're switching it around and 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 putting it the focus on the future with what you hope to do. That's all. What you hope to do in the future with the knowledge that you gained from this experience. It's different. It it comes across much differently when you are um, writing your extracurriculars when you're reading them. A very common mistake is repeating details that are going to be in the description of the extracurricular. So when you're filling out your application, you have different fields for all of the information that's needed. You have a field for uh, where the extracurricular took place and who the extracurricular was with, how many hours you had, the date range, etc. 
So if you start off your extracurricular description, the 700 characters you have for AMCAS, the 600 you have for ACOMIS, the 300 you have for uh, TMDSES, if you start off by saying, uh, from July 2016 to June 2017, I volunteered as a patient care coordinator at St. Joseph's Hospital in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, right? That whole sentence, all of those characters all are already there in the in the description as a whole or in the in the details of that specific experience. Don't double and repeat information in the descriptions that's that are already in the detail section. That's a huge waste of character space. A lot of students like to say, because you have a date range and you have a number of hours, a lot of students will put in their extracurricular description, I did this um, two hours a week for eight weeks or two hours a week for every semester for six semesters. Right? That's just extra details that aren't needed. You're wasting space. Tell a story about the interaction that you've had, the impact that you had on the position, the impact that the position had on you. Don't waste space by selling, by repeating information, by repeating number of hours per week or hours per whatever. Personal statement. What's the personal statement for? That's right. Showing the reader why you want to be a physician. Don't waste space selling. Don't waste space talking about research. Don't waste space with double spaces. That was an easy one. Don't waste spaces, again, with names of places and things and, and so on and so forth. All right, that's all I have for you today. Go check out the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Personal Statement. Pre-order it on Barnes & Noble if you're listening to this early. I'm gonna have a a bunch of giveaways uh, with the uh, Personal Statement course. I'm wrapping up as I'm recording this. The next call as this uh, podcast comes out, our last call is gonna be the day this comes out. And I'll wrap that up and, and get that out as soon as possible. If you, uh, and and I'll have um, the uh, calls that I've had with students as a giveaway or as a bonus as well for pre-ordering. Pre-order it from Barnes & Noble, save your receipt, email me if you want and just say Barnes & Noble pre-order as the subject and I'll get back to you as soon as I have the the procedure set up to submit the receipts to get the the pre-order bonuses. I appreciate you for taking the time to listen to this today. If you're not following me on Instagram, you should. I am at medicalschoolhq.net. All right, man, that's, that's my website, medicalschoolhq.net. So uh, on Instagram, I'm medicalschoolhq. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years.